Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. Hey, Karen. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been so long. It has been. It's a long, cold winter break. Well, it just recently got cold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was actually not too bad. I, I, I think the term, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but it's colder than a witch's tit out there. <laughs> Shush! <laughs> teat. Teat. <laughs> colder than a Katrina's teat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And and let's just say she was pretty cold this episode. <laughs> she was. And in case you don't know what we're talking about, we're here to talk about Sleepy Hollow. Yes? Yes. Season 2, Episode 12, Paradise Lost. Um, it was written by uh, Raven Metzer, who has done some work on Falling Skies, Daybreak, and the movie Electra. And it was directed by Russell Fine, who's worked on the shows White Collar, uh, Crash, and The Wire. Mm-hmm. So... There, White there. color. Yeah. Mm. Mm, the wire. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> yes. I love Baltimore. I know you do. Uh, I'm giving this episode seven grapples out of ten grapples. <laughs> okay. So is that, which one is the fruit and which one is the fighting stance? I'm, it, for me, it's, it's the fruit. Okay. Both are the fruit? Both are the fruit. Okay. I would have gone, you know, seven grapples with grapples. Oh, See? I'm so not smart. <laughs> but I'm not anyway. that witty. Um, I go uh, seven and a half sharpened halos. I'm changing mine. Can I change mine? Sure. I'm changing mine to seven Ichabod cranes grappling with the concept of grapples. Okay. See, there you go. <laughs> Now you've done it. You've bested me. 7.5 sharpened halos, huh? Yep, sharpened halos. So how come you're up a 0.5 point ahead of me? Because I liked it seven and a half. Okay. <laughs> I, I wrote it down before I saw your notes. Okay. <laughs> Is that all right? That's fine. <laughs> okay. We'll find out the discrepancy later in, in the discussion. I just, I, I liked it. There were a lot of high points in this one. Um it wasn't fantastic. I it was uh, I I I always go based off of a kind of an 8 being my standard rating. Oh, so you you don't give it a 10 right off the bat? No. Mm. Um a 10 that? would be perfect and there's hardly a, ever a time when anything's ever going to get a 10. Really? Yeah. Um an 8 is my normal grade, really. You hear that fans? Yeah. Sleepy Hollow starts off at an 8. Every show, really. Wow. I have to say there there have been some shows I've seen this year that were just like, "Whoa, that was a 10." Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. Uh this last person of interest this week, 10. 10 out of 10. You know what? I have to give a complete 10 for the entire series so far. Mm. Of? The, the, the Affair. Oh, see. On, on Showtime. Mm. New Year's Day. I was testing out the Chromecast that I just got. And I was like, I'm going to see if the Showtime Anytime app works with Chromecast. This is like <laughs> 6 o'clock in the evening. 6.30 yeah. in the evening. I'm like, I'm going to see if it works, babe. I'm going to put on this Affair show because I've heard lots of good stuff about it. And I don't know. The premise seems stupid. So we could turn it off in five minutes if we want. <laughs> Ten, and it was good. Ten hours later. Wow. Four o'clock in the morning. Worth a binge watch, huh? We were done the entire first season. Wow. Well, maybe we couldn't stop watching. We couldn't stop watching. Yeah, I had the same thought you did that the premise doesn't sound great. No, and and honestly, it's amazing. I'm just saying okay. that right there. So all right, uh, you have so everyone. You heard it, to, you everyone. Have to see it, everyone. You have to see it. That's what Jamie says. So, everyone. And person of interest was a ten. Oh yes, it, it would be an eleven on my. Um, oh God, now I can't remember spinal taps scale <laughs> an 11 out of 11 of my on my final tap scale it was amazing this yeah. episode is person of interest the only cbs show that actually has a continuing uh like storyline an arc yeah it's not a procedural yeah. if it's not a reality show yeah i think okay. so okay uh yeah i think the... blue bloods might have an arc but not much but it's arc. not a huge arc no mm. 
No. C- CBS knows that those older people can't just <laughs> jump in every week. Yeah. And they, they need them to be able to just jump in and not be able to follow <laughs> and pay attention. What's going on but in this show? Person of Interest, that is such an amazing show. It really is. Uh, this week was, oh, God, superlative. So great. Um yeah. So anyway, we're way off subject now, yes, but we are. yeah, I, I we need to give a shout out, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a sponsor this week, so I'd like to get that out of the way and talk to you guys about it. Um, it's Lynda.com, and um, you can take video courses there, and they have um, courses in technical skills, creative techniques, business strategies. You can take them on your tablet, your computer, your mobile device. Um, you'll never be at a loss of things to learn. And that's something that I look for because I like to learn something new every day, which is very cool. Um, you get 10 free days of learning if you go to goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, and that'll give you 10 free days of learning. You know, I have a lot of people who are uh, who are friends that are in the computer design and uh, coding world. You know, they, they're, the, they're the people who are creating the stuff that we love to use. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them that I know uh, started out on lynda.com. Cool. And if I ever say, hey, where do I go if I want to learn to code and like leave my current career? They're like, oh, lynda.com. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Cool. And I've never taken them up on it yet, but I will now. <laughs> well, I now will you now can. Because I will get 10 free days if I go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash Linda. And that's Linda with a Y, ladies and gentlemen, not with an I. That's right. Linda. L-Y-N-D. I had a friend named Linda. That, you know, I've tried to look up and I just can't find her anywhere. So, Linda, seriously, was if you knew me back in elementary school off of Granada Avenue in Salinas, California. Was she a teacher? Or is she no, a teacher? no, no. I don't know what she's doing now. I haven't seen her since forever ago. But Maybe she's using Linda.com. <laughs> Maybe she is. Maybe she tried to uh, register the domain Linda.com because her name's Linda, but then realized, oh my God, think, it's already there. I think there's way more than one Linda. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's only so, one. So you guys go there to lynda.com. Um, actually, goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash Linda. Take advantage of their offers. You don't pay any extra. In fact, you get 10 free days and you help support us here at Golden Spiral Media. Yeah, because we, we need the money. <laughs> hey, <stop laughs> that. Uh, no, they're kind enough to help us out. Yes, they are. They are. They they with, with every subscription, they they help us out a little bit, which helps us replace our our broken down microphones and mixers and things like that when they when they go bad. It helps Santa to help us replace our broken down mixers and microphones. Yes, because as we know, some of us got happy new microphones and things from Santa this year. Yes, I did. <laughs> So let's talk about the episode. Yes, we are calling this episode. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Orion. And it always makes me think of Chuck whenever I hear about Orion because Chuck's dad's code word, his uh, his spy name was Orion. Chuck, Chuck who? Chuck, the show Chuck. Oh, yes, yes. You know, I dropped that show after a couple seasons. I'm shaking my head. I did a podcast for Chuck. Oh, so. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, after the third season, I got upset. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of when I dropped it. Shaw. I mean, not that it didn't have a beautiful Australian actress who I was in love with. <sighs> Yvonne Strahovski. <laughs> Amazingly gorgeous. We're getting off topic again. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the amazingly gorgeous women on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, and Nicole Vahery. Um, a shout out also to um, Don Geronimo and The Phantom, who I listen to every morning. They did their um, top 10 hottest women, and Phantom chose Nicole Vahery as one of his top 10. She's, she's like in my top five. I know she is. And you know, Katrina's looking hotter and hotter these days. <laughs> yeah, right? She looks like she took a trip to Hot Topic. Right. And, and Jenny. <laughs> Whoa. Talk yeah. about Jenny this week. Whew, I was a little hot under the collar when she was waiting for that bartender. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, she had some. She had some face paint on too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Mm. We're gonna have to talk about about Mister uh, Mister Matt Barr though. Nick Holly. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about him. Hottie Holly. Yes, Hottie Holly. I'm uh, I'm worried about him. His fate. What? Well, no, not his fate so much as you know what's going on in his head. 
I mean, you know, sisters are not interchangeable. Exactly. Is all I can say. I mean, obviously he has a history with Jenny, right? Sure. And then earlier this season, he was all like, hey, Abby. And he totally brushed Jenny off because he had an attraction to Abby. Right. And And now he's all back up in Jenny's face. And that's because Abby brushed him off. Right. Because Abby's all like, I'm a witness. I can't have so I, now I'm, a boyfriend. I'm starting to get kind of upset with him. Yeah, he's wishy-washy. Yeah. Which makes him seem kind of sleazy and, and a little a bit. A little bit. A little bit douchey. Yeah, a little bit. He's still hot. Yeah. Still hot. And I do like the protective thing, the protective vibe going on, that he didn't want the bartender hitting on Jenny. That was kind of cute. Well, that bartender was kind of a Neanderthal. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He was, although, you know, he's talking about his dogs, which was kind of, kind of nice, actually. But yeah, he was, he was kind of like, I am bartender. I make you drink and talk to you about my dogs. (laughs) I look pretty to you. (laughs) Yes. You are girl. (laughs) I'm man. We go back to my apartment. (laughs) I hit you overhead with club. (laughs) No, I hit you overhead with a bar stool. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I could see where Jenny would definitely dominate that guy. Ooh, I like that word in reference to Jenny. You know what I mean. Her brain power more than anything. But she was wrapping him around her little finger. Whatever she needs, she can wrap me around her finger too. If she uses her brain or whatever else, not a big deal to me. Technically, I think you and Jenny would be equals. Probably. Yeah. I don't think she would be equals with that bartender. (laughs) No, not at all. Hi, Jenny. (laughs) I think it would be a very Forrest Gumpian sort of relationship there. My Jenny. Jenny, will you marry me? Right. No offense to that bartender. (laughs) But he did not really seem like the smartest tool in the shed. No. And the thing is, is Jenny's at the bar because she's waiting for Abby to show up. Well, Abby's going to be her wingman, though. They're going to pick up guys. Yes, wingwoman. So... I'm sorry. It's always wingman. Yeah. Okay. Which is I'm emancipated. It's wingman which, always. Which is funny that you, you say that Abby's supposed to be his wingman because the reason why Abby doesn't show up is because a winged man. That's right. Does show up. That's right. The Angel Orion. Mm-hmm. And I find it amusing that he is all in black. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this isn't good news. Yeah, that that's a portent, isn't it? I mean, that's definitely telling me something. It's telegraphing something to me. Well, what it reminded me of was uh, a show on another network last month had an angel that was had black wings that was pretty evil. <laughs> Constantine. Constantine. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Someone was watching NBC. <laughs> well, technically they were taped. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> Long before, but... Yeah, it's true. They it's it's eerie how similar these two shows have been. Yes. Um on a similar path. Now, here's the deal. Before we found out that he was Orion, I thought he was going to end up being Lucifer, right? Because he was said that, you know, he's kind of, oh, I was kicked out. I broke ranks, you know. Mhm. I figured, "Oh, okay, he broke ranks." He's not in heaven anymore. This is Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, well, why would Lucifer be in purgatory? And why would Moloch be stronger than Lucifer? Right. So, but I had never heard of Orion before. Well, yeah, he's he's technically a Greek. Is he a Greek god? Yes. Orion. Yeah, yeah that's a Greek god. Right. So I don't know whether he's going to come up or not. He's technically still around. Yes. He flew off into the sunset. Right. But he, his talisman is gone. Yes. The, so. The the halo. Right. It, did you notice he held it above his head and it shone when he held it above his head? Mm-hmm. It was a very halo-y sort of yes. thing. That's why I said that. But now, by the way, the bartender's name is Josh Carter. In real and, life? Yes. And he played, um, he played, hold on a minute, um, Linda, Linda Escovel, he played her boyfriend. Um, she, she was the sheriff in Under the Dome. Okay. Sheriff Linda. He played Sheriff Linda's boyfriend who was on the outside of the dome and Under the Dome, a firefighter. Okay. 
So if you watched the first season of Under the Dome, you'd probably recognize him. Was he was he like me fireman, me not yes. in dome? Yes. yes. You Here, you in dome. And just so you know, uh, he was also in the TV show Reckless, and his name was Frank Jablonski, but also Big Cop. <laughs> there's, so, there's a dirty joke in there somewhere, but I can't well, find it. Jablonski. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah. But, you know, Orion shows up because, um, bringing it back to the I'm angel. sorry. Yeah. He shows up because Abby and Ichabod are like kind of having a crisis of, uh, you know, conscience of purpose of where do I belong in this world? Sure. They're because, feeling lost. Because it's been six weeks since, um, Henry Parrish disappeared. Mm-hmm. Since, um, well, Jenry Warman. Jenry Warman has disappeared and, uh, no one knows where he is and they haven't had any signs of evil, but then there's like some pop-ups of evil and they go to investigate and they mm-hmm. find that there's some demons looking for the headless horseman because yeah. they want to worship the headless horseman as a god now. Those guys were kind of gross, right? They were weird. They, they were very Buffy-esque, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite. You know, you're right. Ugh. With those gross. red beady eyes and the big, cheeks was ugh, ugh. yeah yeah almost a shakespearean mask sort of yeah, yeah gross very gross but i they, didn't like it they do find their headless horseman though but y- you notice they had to be gross in order for us to like orion i think yeah that's true because orion had to come off as like because as soon as he flies in he's like black right black, right black right oh yeah he's just all dark and yeah. broody and he seems kind of crazy right yeah he's right he's very deadpan and so they had to be a little off-putting so that we would accept him as possibly an ally i'm assuming that's why they did that yeah and of course orion played by max brown from the Tudors and Beauty and the Beast and all that. The old Beauty and the Beast or the new Beauty and the, the Beast? The new Beauty and the Beast. Okay. That didn't last long, did it? No. Two? One season? Two seasons? Something like that? No idea. But he was also in the Tudors. Okay. Okay. And Mistresses. But uh, he does <clears throat> deal with these demons they find worshipping and looking for the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he wants to find the Headless Horseman. He does. He wants to find the Headless Horseman and take him out because he knows who the Headless Horseman is because he was held captive in purgatory by Moloch. Mm-hmm. And he explains to them that all these like little demon things were kind of they escaped from from purgatory when Moloch bit the dust. Right. And they're going to be searching for a new master to to kind of follow. And these particular demons were looking for the Headless Horseman to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, oh, okay, so he's he's friend. He's not foe. We're going to work with Orion here. Um, but Ichabod gets called away, which is another plot line which I found very interesting. Yeah, by Katrina. And the way they set this up too was that he and Katrina, I mean, they showed the little beginning part, which was kind of where we left off in the Akita before the break was where they picked up. But that was technically a flashback. Yes. To this little blurb of whatever happened when they woke up there in the woods. Yes. And then we kind of flash forwarded to now. And that was them kind of waking up and she, Katrina was... Like, you know, she had different motivations. She wanted to know where Jenry was. And I guess she just, she wanted to do things differently when she woke up. So apparently they kind of chose different paths from that point. Yes. And Ichabod ended up taking uh, up residence inside the archives. Mm-hmm. Which Abby kind of comically let us know. Yes. By the way, I have that clip. Oh, you do, do you? Yeah, I do. Hold on a minute. Let me play that. It, it made me laugh, so I wanted to grab it. May I come into your room? So you cool posting up in here while she's living at the cabin? It's not even your cabin. It is not my archives either. However, solitude can be invigorating. I've over 200 years of reading to catch up Brain, on. Seriously. That's what partners are for. There's no judgment. I liked it. I have over 200 years of reading to catch up on. Like, that's the reason. I wish I had a voice like Tom Minson. I know. I have over 200 years of reading to catch up on. I know. That's part of what makes him so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice, Tom yeah. Minson. Mm. 
And, you know, I've gotten used to him with his real hair now, too. That's with the wi- short hair. Wait a minute. Short no, he has short hair. Short That's hair. a wig. Oh, uh, I know he has short hair, but he didn't have short hair in the episode. No, I'm no. just saying I've seen him enough uh, in real life. With that the I've, short hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Enough pictures. So I, I think he's sexy on the show with the wig on, too. Yes. But now I've seen him enough with his real hair that he's sexy with the real hair, too. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. And Katrina's living at the, the cabin. Yeah. Why did she why does the chick always get the house hey, in the breakup? Why in my divorce I got the house. Good for you. See? See, not always. Doesn't always happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna lose my chick card, aren't I? Why? For saying that. I don't know. Why does the chick always get the house? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it should always be an always. You know what I'm saying? I think it should be a either split it down the middle or whoever had it before the marriage should get it. Right, right, right. Well, and in this case, it makes obvious sense that Katrina would be at the cabin because Ichabod could go live with Abby if he had to. I guess. Although, really, honestly, he kind of had rights to the cabin over her, but whatever. I mean, he he has more options than Katrina, though. Yeah, that's true. He could even live with with, uh, Jenny or Holly. Yeah. He has more options than Katrina does. I can't see Katrina and Abby getting along as roommates. Yeah. Of course, that would be a great spinoff series. Now, Three's Company. (laughs) Now... He can, she can just move in with Abraham. Yeah, she can, can't she? See ya. I think she actually is going to move in with Abraham. Yeah, well. So uh, she calls him and she tries to uh, use their relationship. As leverage. Mm-hmm, in order to free Abraham from the Headless Horseman. That was a really kind of a bitch move. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was. Remind me of what exactly was said, because I have to admit, I don't think okay. I was paying 100% attention. The reason the reason that Abraham was, was made into the Headless Horseman, was transformed, is because of his jealousy towards... Her and Ichabod. Her and Ichabod. So in order to reverse that, they had to somehow, you know, bring the three of them together to show them to show him that their love can dissolve i mean i don't know what her plan was because they didn't really explain that i don't think but, she has a plan no i don't think she does either but for some reason she thought that coming together the three of them coming together and kind of working the whole thing out some sort of holistic sort of you know mumbo jumbo sort of hippie whatever some sort of magic menage 200 song. 200 year ago hippie devil's triangle sort of <laughs> Magic. (laughs) Say it with me. Magic menage a trois. Magic menage a trois. Um, She thinks that that's apparently gonna gonna help him to resolve that jealousy. So I don't know that that makes any sense at all. No, it doesn't because he's he's already accepted evil into his heart. Right now, the only thing that's going to stop that, in my opinion, is them breaking up. Because we saw at the end of the episode that he was ready to to kill Ichabod, even though he had promised Katrina he wasn't going to kill anyone. Exactly. So he's mad still. Ichabod just be like, yo, you mad, bro? Let's hug, <laughs> let's hug <laughs> it out. Come at me. Come at me. Let's hug it out. Let's hug Come it out. Come at me. And Abraham's like, do you even lift? <laughs> 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 because, I mean, for God's sakes, look at Ichabod compared to yeah, Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham's all like, Jim Tan Laundry, man. Jim Tan Laundry. Right, and Ichabod's like all lanky and shit. <laughs> Actually, Abraham's probably like Jim Laundry because I can't do the tan. Yeah, that's true. He can't. He can't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, tan- he can't. He tan- can't be laying out. Tanding immobilizes me. So <laughs> it's just Jim Laundry. He can't even do the oiling up thing, right? <laughs> no. Nope. No. No. He, I, I don't think he could see to, to take off his clothes to oil up. Right. You know. Yeah, I think right now I think the clothes are kind of him. And uh, Ichabod, man, he is really kind of upset with Katrina for even oh, very. wanting to do this because he's like, this dude is evil. He's killed people. He's accepted evil's heart. He's become a servant of evil and we should just kill him and be done with him and move on, which is I think is a really realistic kind of view on this. Yeah. I think I think Katrina's just being like freaking hippie BS, you know, 
kumbaya crap and needs to get with the 21st century here. Um, And, you know, it makes Ichabod feel even less secure in their marriage and how they feel about each other that she wants to save Abraham so badly. Right. Because it's like... Well, one of these things that I'm wondering is how did they get so far apart? Is it because he's been living in our century for a year and she hasn't? Is that... Is that what keeps them so far apart? Do you think I that think he is he is living in the real world and she's not? I, I I think that's part of it. I think she hasn't accepted the 21st century yet. You know, I mean, obviously she's shopping at Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> she is right, but uh, but I I think she hasn't accepted the world that she lives in yet. And two, I think um, I had it on the tip of my tongue and I lost it. Uh, she doesn't realize they're at war. Mm. I Yeah, she's not as invested. Right. She's not as invested. And her motivations from the beginning were always hidden from Ichabod. Mm. Right. And so Ichabod, after finding out about all these motivations, I think Ichabod feels a little manipulated by Katrina. Mm -hmm. And which is why what happened this week made him even more angry because he's like, it's another manipulation. Right. You know, and I think that's part of the reason why they're so distant, too, because he doesn't really know if anything that Katrina says is truth or just a way for her to achieve her ends which obviously is containing evil right you know is it really about them does she really love him and want to be with him or is he just an end to her means which is to stop the evil that wants to take over the world yeah i you know i really get that vibe is that she glommed on to him because she sensed this and did she glom on to abraham because she sensed he had a part in it as well right you know you know katrina's theme song is i need a hero (laughs) i need a hero He's gotta be strong. He's gotta be good. That's holding out for a hero. Holding out for a hero. That's what what I meant. It's all right. It's all right. I'm I'm a little young, so I'm not going to know that. Stop it. You're a lot younger than me. (laughs) Yeah, I saw Footloose the first time around. Hey, I saw it on VHS at home. Oh, my God. When it first came out on VHS. Yeah, okay. After my sister and brother had already seen it in the theater. Yeah, uh-huh. Shut up. <laughs> You're much older brother and sister, right? Five, five and six years older. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I just, I don't get her motivations. They just seem so completely different from Ichabod's. Well, they're... And, Self-motivated is not even, I mean, it doesn't even start to cover how she acts. Well, and here's the deal. They're trying to make us not like her so that when she finally backfires and whatever she tries to do makes her evil along with Abraham and they become, you know, evil wife and husband bride. Um, or it doesn't work out between Ichabod and Katrina where we're more willing to accept Abby and Ichabod together. Okay. I went there. Yeah, I heard you. Because there's no going to be Holla Babby. Well, okay. And now that we're there, what is up with Holly? Seriously. He's wishy-washy. He's I have a sister, okay? I have a sister. She's evil. And I'm not joking. <laughs> My brothers do not like her. Um, she dumped a boyfriend on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to get in. What? At his parents' house. That is evil. Yeah. Dumped him. In the middle of dinner? Before dinner. What? And then left? Nope. What? I'm not kidding. That's even worse. Yes. Um, you do know she might hear this. Oh, she won't hear it. (laughs) Um, sat down and ate, was seeing someone else marry that person later. What? Anyway. Okay. Uh, if my husband would be certifiable if he could love both of us, right? Yes, exactly. But you have to say, you know, Abby's not evil and Jenny's not evil. And honestly, I think I no, could but love, they're different. They're different, but I think I could love both of them too. All right, really? Yeah. <laughs> Double snap. <laughs> I don't know that you could be in love with both of them, though. I didn't say I would be in love with them. (laughs) I just said I could love both of them. All right. (laughs) If you catch my drift. Well, okay. I get that. My (laughs) husband could do that, too. My husband was attracted to my sister. And then here's what he says. Yeah, I was attracted to your sister. And then she opened her mouth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's funny. 
so yeah, I mean, I just, I don't get it. He, he acts like he's in love with both of them. You know, like he pushed her away. He pushed Jenny away because he felt like he was falling in love with Abby. Well, I don't think he felt like he was falling in love with Abby. I do. You do? Yeah, I do. I think he thought he was, was pining. I think he thought there was potential with Abby. Uh, I think he was pining. Pining for the fields? Pining. No. I think he was pining. And I don't know. I, I feel like he's really done kind of a, a 180 now. Well, this is some inconsistency with the writers. The writers. I agree. So this is why part of my hitch down below eight. Ah, okay. Is the, the writing as far as Nick Hawley is concerned. Because now he's looking a little scummy. And before, his scumminess was only insofar as his work practices had gone. Now He was uh, well above board when it came to his doings with Jenny and Abby. Well, I'll tell you this, okay? If I had to choose, really, honestly, if someone told me, you have to make a choice between Abby and Jenny... You know who I'm picking. Abby. Yeah. First and foremost. Right. Abby. Oh, I mean, boom, 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 boom. I just, right. It gets my heart racing. Right. But if Abby was like, you know what? You don't have a chance with me, dude. But then I walk in and see her sister all looking like that in a bar. <laughs> you might think I'm twice. I'm be like, hey, Jenny. Yeah. Your sister doesn't want to have anything to do with me. So maybe you might. I mean, obviously, if I had a history with her, too. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sitting here looking at IMDb and going, hmm, if I had to go strictly on looks, God, that would be a difficult choice it's between a really difficult Tom choice. Meissen and Matt Barr. <laughs> uh, strictly on looks between Abby and Jenny is really, tough. really difficult. Tough. You know? Yeah. I might have to choose Tom Meissen, though, because he's tall and I'm tall. And honestly, I, I, I would say Nicole Bahari because she's a little bit curvier. Mm, you like the curvy. I like the curvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the windy roads. <laughs> See, but we're going just on looks. So like, that that's yeah. true. I like the long Sunday drive. <laughs> just saying. But uh but you know, if I had to go and not to say that, you know, the the, the there isn't curves when it comes to Jenny. I mean, but just, you know, if I had to go straight and narrow as a crow flies, you know, uh, that wouldn't be a bad choice either. Right. Right. But you wouldn't kick Katrina out of bed for eating crackers either, though, I bet. You know, there are some windy roads from where Katrina comes from. That's right. You know, she got some windy roads. Windy roads and the the red leaves of the forest is really attractive thing. <laughs> right. You know, uh, and the, the deep blue pools of water that are the lakes in that forest are just See? really attractive as well. So right. that would make a really nice Sunday drive as well. Right. I'm such a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are. So, yeah, I, I get that he would be attracted to both of them. I do. I just, uh, I he hasn't acted like that in the past. No, so I he, guess that's why it bothered. Me. It is inconsistent with his character, but it is kind of consistent with his character because Ichabod has always said he's not on the up and up. and He's kind of a sleazy dude. Right. So, so are they trying to write him that way now? I guess so. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And uh, but I do love the fact that, you know, they bring him in because he's supposed to help them find demons. And Mm -hmm. now they have a device that will help them find demons. Right. Right. And that's it hasn't been destroyed like all their other devices have. Right. Apologies for my alarm. That's fine. (laughs) Could you hear it? Oh, I can still hear it. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. My my rainforest. Sorry about that. It's all right. It, it'll be a lovely interlude for the listeners. Yes, it will be. It will be. It will go off one more time. Okay. Um. But yeah, like they have this device now, which I guess will help them in their search for evil and demons, because that's what they were doing at the beginning of the episode. They were kind of like lurking in the the forest. You know, there were a bunch of clues Ichabod had put together, but there was no confirmation. And now that Holly had like this stone egg with like a a demon detector in the side of it, I think this is going to become a bigger thing that they'll use in every episode to find the new sources of evil now that Moloch, you know, is the big bad and right. there isn't a big tug of war between him and him and the witnesses. Right. And a lot of people are saying Orion might be the big bad, but um, one of the things 
I have speculated on, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, again, but if you look things up, if you look up Moloch, he is one of seven demons, and I'm thinking that one of those other seven demons will show up at some point. Again, I don't have that handy. I should have looked it up, I guess. Um, One of them is not Orion, however... (laughs) So perhaps we'll see one of those other demons show up. Now, and the thing is, is they're supposed to be witnesses for seven years, right? Right. And so far they've been witnesses for a year and a half. Uh-huh. And so are we going to get another big bad demon this season that they'll quell at the end of this season? Or is it going to carry into next season? Because you would you would think if, if there's seven years to be witnesses, there would be seven seasons with a big bad each season. Well, that doesn't mean that they can't fight two demons at once, too. And that's true. There could be like twin sister demons. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of all of them. All I know is that there are seven. Uh, so there could be like two that fight together or, you know, something like that. And again, I don't know that they're going to take that route. I just thought it was convenient that there were seven, that they happened to choose Moloch, who was part of seven demons. Um, so, uh, in fact, we're off next week um, since we're skipping a week. Uh, they're they're because, showing reruns, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, reruns next week. And we're speculating it's because of College football. College football. Um, but since we're off next week, perhaps I will look those up and do a little research and, and see. Um, Going to look at a little bit of demonology. Yeah. Demonology. Yeah. I'll, I'll play Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the one of the specs that you can be as a warlock demonology. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it and see um, exactly what we're looking at and see if there's any hints as to what might be coming up. Uh, so I'll do some research, dudes and dudettes. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that he smelled the brimstone in the apple and that was gross. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty gross. And, uh, and now they still have the, the scrying stone. Which was convenient in order to stop his, Holly's little rambling with Jenny. Yes. So now we don't get the end to that one, right? I mean, we just kind of got a a taste of him and Jenny and whatever's happening there. Um, So we have Ichabod and and Abby bonding. Yes. Over Katrina being deceptive, right? Yes, we do. And what's great about that is, um, you know, Abby was a little upset with him that she was going to go along he was going to go along with um, Katrina's plan for Abraham but then you know Katrina lets Abraham go and he's like you're a crazy woman right. and so that that doesn't create enough to rift between Abby and Ichabod that when Ichabod finds out about Orion Abby's like whatever dude your wife's crazy and you're siding with her so I'm siding with Orion no right? they're always standing together no matter what which right. I like so there's there's no rift between the two of them which can only let them get closer Right. God, you're just so into them, aren't you? Oh, Ichababby. I know you are. I know. It's so sweet. Yeah, I love that. And I love how, first of all, I don't know why he uses the word apocryphal texts. Apocryphal means untrue, um, historically untrue, but whatever. Um, But he, he says that the angel shows up just before Thing, bad things happen, Pompeii right. being destroyed and things like that. And whether he shows up to stop them or to prompt them, he's not sure. And that's when Abby's kind of tilting her head and trying to see whether it's true or not. So, you know, that and I'm glad, like you said, that she actually does take heed and and does kind of it does kind of put that seed of doubt in her brain and it you know it prompts him to also rush to her side and they converge all together with you know holly giving them the location of the uh where the horsemen fled to and i I love orion's plan for um for the horseman as well. I'm going to kill him and take all of his power. Right. So I'll just become the horseman. Right. And I'm going to destroy humankind. Yeah. Now, seriously, one of the things that I don't get, and I, I talk about this whenever I talk about apocalyptic scenarios, is why does the all-powerful being want to destroy everything? Why? Because of the all-powerful being. Yeah, but why do they want to destroy everything? Once they're done destroying it, there's nothing left for you to do. Do you not get that? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, you would think that you just want to toy with everyone. At maybe the end, maybe right? they can go find other worlds to to dominate. Oh, okay. After that, you know what <laughs> but I mean. Okay, he's talking about purgatory, which would be for everyone, though, right? Yeah, I guess not just right. Earth. Purgatory would be all living creatures, technically. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right on that one. <laughs> Why would you why would you want to destroy everything? You would you would kind of want to just take over. Here's here's what I want to know about Orion. Why in the heck is he British? <laughs> because the actor is British. Okay, I get that, but <laughs> I know, know, but my friend Jesse would yell at me for that. <laughs> I'm always breaking the fourth wall when it comes to stuff like this. Um, and, and yeah, I thought the same thing. And you know, they actually they actually address it, which almost makes it worse. That you know, why are you speaking English? Oh well, all language sounds the same to me. Well, then why are you speaking with a British accent if it all sounds the same? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, all languages sound the same, but you're speaking with a British accent. Right. Um. And I don't know. I, I had here in my notes. Does that mean he's fluent in pre? babble right you know like. right and you know if he's yeah no i get it there goes your alarm again i know i'm very sorry about that it's fine <laughs> it's soothing isn't it, it my is. cats hate it because of the bird sounds that's when we should be like okay we're gonna talk about ichabod <laughs> and abby together now now we're gonna talk about holly and jenny it's my 8 p.m thing <laughs> uh yeah, I, I didn't understand that, especially when they addressed the fact that all languages sounded the same to him, and then he's talking completely different from everyone else. Right, because you think if 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 you're an angel and all language sounds the same, and you're in the United States, you'd you're speak gonna, like an American. Yeah, you'd speak like other people in the United States do. If you're in India, right, you're gonna talk like people from India, right. You know if. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, the only explanation I could think of is when he died, he died to the headless horseman on the battlefield, which was everyone around him was speaking with a British accent. So he's just sort of stuck in the... in the. I, I guess. Okay. That was my only thought, but mm, that's pretty thin. It's pretty thin. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So the main story, it pretty much finishes with them all converging. I'm sorry. That we're done with that, right? Yes. Okay. It pretty much finishes with them all converging. Um, Orion sticking his shiny Sharpie halo into the headless horseman's back and the headless horseman getting leached of his power. Um, Abby distracting him and Ichabod teaming, you know, becoming seamless partners again with Abby and using the headless horseman's axe to destroy his shiny, sparkly Sharpie halo. Shiny, sharpie. Halos cutting heads. <laughs> REM. Very nice. <laughs> shiny, happy people. Uh, yes. Shiny, sharp halos. Shiny, sharpie halos. Yeah. Stuck um, in bats. So I guess that means that the horseman of death is stronger than the fallen angel from purgatory because his weapon, it's like, you know, paper covers rock. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the axe was stronger than the halo. And does that mean that Abby's little charm is null and void? I don't know, because Orion survived. Right, but his little halo-y thing that pairs with it. He never said that it's destroyed. He never, I know. He never said they had a Wi-Fi connection. Right. Or that they used Bluetooth to communicate. <laughs> yeah, it could just go straight to his brain. Yeah. So. But she still has it. They made sure to show us. That she still has the talisman. And that's to let us know that Orion's going to show up again. I'm assuming, yes, he's he, going to show up again. He flew away. Yeah. So he might be, he might come back to rain some terror back yeah. down. You know, when he flew away, all I could hear was uh, Nelly Furtado. Singing. I fly away <laughs> just like a bird. <laughs> Or, I'm like a bird. I don't know how it goes. Yeah, I like Nelly Furtado. She's good. <laughs> but yeah, so he's coming back. Abby's going to fall in love with him. Oh, no. Abby's not going to fall in love with him. With Orion? Yeah. No. She, she thinks his wings are sexy. No, she's she doesn't like him anymore. She was all for... Something's going to happen to make Orion Ichabod change. going. No. She's into Ichabod. I hope. God, yeah. oh, oh, God only knows how much I They hope. bonded at the end there. Yeah, they did. They did. Let's she pointed out that they were, you know, speaking, they were back together. Speaking of them bonding. 
Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about our anachronisms? We should. We should, shouldn't we? Yeah. In fact, that is my anachronism. Oh, really? Yes, you where they the same- bonded at the end. Oh, that is. Do you have a clip? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> As the alarm. And it is not in. my alarm. <laughs> I, this is the last time it's going off, by the way. And this just reminds me of Twin Peaks with all the, the soap opera music. Yeah, mm. I know. It's terrible. So here's my clip. I will play it and hopefully it will drown everything out. This is my anachronism. What happened today was important. What? That we disagree. Mm. We pushed each other. We need that. Checks and balances, right? No matter what obstacles we face, no matter how many disagreements we have, our bond cannot be broken. Witness represent. Oh, witness represent. (laughs) Yeah. Witness represent. (laughs) And I love that she gives him that little look at the end, like... Witness represent. That's cute. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was cute. You know, my wife said when she saw that, mm. she was like, oh, my God, he's whiter than you. <laughs> Witness represent. <laughs> yeah, he's whiter than me. And that's saying something. I am barely opaque. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yours, you told me yours. Mine and, was when they were shopping. Yep. And I grabbed that. So let me play that for you. I thought all produce organic by definition. Except when it's genetically altered, artificially colored, packed with corn syrup, preservatives. But tastes are changing. The whole farm-to-table movement is on fire. I still fail to understand how that constitutes a movement. This era, trying to remake, reconceive, reinvent at every turn. Reinvention isn't such a bad thing. Have you ever had a grapple? I do engage in hand-to-hand combat on many occasions. Not that kind of grapple. It's a a mashup. It's a grape plus an apple. My point exactly. A union that hardly seems necessary. Necessary. <laughs> Everyone needs to reinvent, redefine. <laughs> I like that necessary, necessary at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. I thought I'd get the whole thing. Well, and, it's just good. And the thing I liked about that is that earlier in the season, someone tweeted us on Twitter about how they would like to see a whole episode of just Ichabod doing things like going to the grocery store and mm-hmm. picking up his dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and so we got a little bit of that there. Yep. In fact, speaking of which, we're going to move on to our feedback. And Justina also makes mention of that in her feedback. And that is also one of her her anachronisms is that same clip. Um, but she also mentions the fact that we have talked about wanting to see him out and about doing some shopping and things like that. So shall I play that right now? Yes. All right. Let's hear from Justina. This is Justina calling in for witness prophecies. My cranism of the week is actually two different cranisms that are a tie. The first one is I thought produce was organic by definition. That whole scene in the market was so funny. I believe it's been mentioned before that we were wondering how Ichabod would react to organic produce. The second one is if you can't trust an angel, who could you trust? Lucifer was an angel. Noted. Now for my crazy theories. I was wondering when Katrina does the spell to try to separate Abraham from the horsemen, will the evil of the horsemen take over Katrina because it will be looking for a new host to inhabit and Frank is back in Sleepy Hollow is he back because Purgatory and Sleepy Hollow merged or is he back because he couldn't really die because he wasn't in possession of his own soul at the time of his death I give this episode 10 out of 10 Avenging Angels can't wait to see what happens next and I'm very happy that Sleepy Hollow is back and I'll get to know what you Karen and Jamie think about the episode we have to wait two weeks for another new episode but I can't wait to see where the second half of the season takes us yeah we totally forgot about Irving 
Irving. Yeah, we didn't even mention him. Yeah, he's a little dirty. How careless of us. Yeah. Well, it was a very throwaway scene, Mm -hmm. which I thought he deserved a better return personally. But it makes sense because, you know, uh, uh, Jeremy, Jenry Warman died or sacrificed himself or whatever happened to him. So Irving's soul was released, I'm assuming. And if he went to purgatory, then he was released. Correct. So he's out and about. And of course, he wasn't there very long. So he has no idea where he was. Right. Now, you know, I thought maybe we were going to get a scene from Clerks there at the end. (laughs) 37. Um, (laughs) I just wasn't (laughs) sure. But yeah, he he needed a bath. What say you? Yeah, he was pretty dirty. (laughs) Well, no, I mean about Irving. About Irving. Oh, um, not just him being dirty. I, I I really don't know. Like, I can't even think I can speculate on that because I just he died, you know. But I guess he didn't have a soul, and you know, I don't, I have no idea. I just yeah. you know he didn't have time to go anywhere. So he could, he could still be evil. Maybe he's the next big bad. Who knows? Yeah, we'll find out. It was it. They did a disservice to him. Yes, they did. With that two-minute scene, he deserved more. And there was plenty of time to do that. They could have taken something insignificant out of this episode and give him more. Well, hopefully in two weeks we get more. Yes. So let's hope so. So anyway, sorry we forgot that, Orlando. Um, You deserve better. Uh, And we also have feedback from Barb. So let's hear from Barb. Hi, Karen and Jamie. Happy New Year. This is Barb with some comments about the return of Sleepy Hollow. I'll give this epi six rotten apples. Ooh. Well, after the big fall finale, this epi seemed to stumble around a bit, just like an awoken zombie. (laughs) But I'll get back to Frank in a moment. Here are a few observations. I was surprised that our crack team didn't immediately question Orion's motives. He was an angel straight from purgatory, after all, and angels don't normally spend time in purgatory. I was exasperated when Abby and Inkabod finally realized that Orion was no angel. Now, for a woman possessed with saving her son, Katrina quickly forgot about Jenry Warman and turned back to Abraham. But now out of guilt, I love you, I love you not. And speaking of an inability to make up your mind, what about Holly? I thought he was hot on Abby, uh, but there he was chasing after Jenny. I'm not sure where we're going with all the romance angles in the show, but I'd like to see that settle down for a while, somewhere. The most interesting part of the epi was at the end. At first I thought it was Jenny, but there was Frank back from the dead. I suspect his soul is evil-leaning and that he would need to be given powers by Moloch's followers who escaped from purgatory the way that they wanted to do with Abraham. So he's probably going to be a bad guy for a while before he's redeemed again. Let's see where the writers go next. We really need a new evil to restore focus to the show's original premise, which works so well in season one. And I hope we see that very soon, since I sort of doubt that the angel of the week will keep the faithful flocking to the show until the end times. That's it for this week. Glad you guys are back. Damn, Barb land the smacketh down. I know, right? Six. Six rotten apples. Yeah. Wow. Well, they were rotten in the show, to be fair. Yes, it's true. So she's just pulling that out, but six is harsh. She does make a point, though. Like the whole it, monster it did wander of the week, about. Yeah, the monster of the week thing is not something that keeps people coming back to a show. No, and it's not going to float this show at all. It needs no. an arc. Yeah, this show definitely needs an arc. Yeah, I agree with her there. If they decide to go with a procedural format, it's not going to work at all. So, Barb, I mean, that's what, I feel you. That's what drew me in in the first season to begin with was how yep. they quickly went with an arc. Yeah, I think they're just trying to figure out what they want to do to lead into the end of the season so they can have a cliffhanger for us for next season. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I mean, they haven't really let me down. A lot of people are upset about this season. I think they don't remember anything but the finale from last season, (laughs) honestly, because it was not all as fast paced as the finale last season. I think No, it wasn't, but it was a lot more fun. I guess. I mean, if you didn't binge watch last season, it was similar to this season. (laughs) It really was. I mean, it... (laughs) 
one thing I'll ha- say. I remember watching it. <laughs> it really did seem quite a lot like this season to me. One thing I'll say that was kind of great um, that they didn't do this episode is they haven't been doing for a few episodes is Ichabod's flashbacks to someone he knew back in the 1700s. You like that? I like that they've, See, uh, that they've okay. gotten away from that. Yes, me too. Um, although I don't mind if they use someone that he's already used. Like if they flashback to him talking to Washington. Or Benjamin Franklin. Or Benjamin Franklin or, even, or something. Or even Davy Crockett. No. <laughs> Daniel Boone, whoever it was. If they go back to Daniel Boone again, I will have to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah. You hear that, writers of Sleepy Hollow? Karen's Ugh, life depends upon... No Daniel Boone. Ichabod's flashbacks. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind about the Indians either. If they go back to Native Americans, that's fine. They existed. <laughs> that's cool. Um, indigenous people lost... Yes. lost uh civilizations all that sort of that's fine just you know things that just are just not plausible at all no thank you uh they were stretching it yes they were i'll give you that okay so again Justina really dug it and I'm glad because I I had to take off for this one down to a seven and a half. I just had to. I'm glad someone really dug it. It I thought it had some really high notes, some funny parts. Yeah. It wasn't the worst storyline ever. No. Just mm, in uneven. It's kind of one of those filler episodes. Definitely a filler. Definitely like a monster of the week episode. Mm-hmm. To kind of bridge us. Yes. Hopefully to bridge us into the next arc. Hopefully. Cross your fingers. Let's just hope it's not a rising darkness. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, those are the feedback. Yes. And comments we got. If you want to send your own feedback in, the deadline is every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern because we need time to kind of pull these together. Um, you can send us feedback by calling 304-837-2278 and leave a voicemail message for us. Or you you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can leave a text, which is sort of like sending us an email. Um, if you have a particular clip that you'd like us to play from the episode, you can send us an audio file or there's a speak pipe button, which is sort of the same thing as leaving us a voicemail, but you do it with your computer's microphone instead of calling in uh, and just record your voice and send it off to us. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can go to at witnessprofgsm on Twitter. Um, I am at Parish Adult thought and how can they find you and i am at eleveria a-l-e-v-e-r-i-a there you go and go ahead become a fan of golden spiral media on facebook and become a fan of the witness prophecies on facebook and we guarantee you we will interact with you in each and every way we have available to us yep and unfortunately there aren't any spoilers because we have a week off and fox does not give spoilers out so there's a few little snippets here and there on spoiler tv if you want to find them they're easy enough to find, but I really don't have much to say, no. spoiler-wise. No, I do have huge spoilers on Castle for next Monday, <laughs> but nothing really for Sleepy, nothing Hollow. for Sleepy Hollow. No. If you want to see my spoilers for Castle, you can go to NiceGirlsTV.com. Plug, plug, I, plug, plug. I have no spoilers for any of the other shows that I do, so... Uh, see, you know. there was a screener for this next week's Castle, so you know I got what? to see it early. I, I need to see if there's a screener for some of the other shows that I do, which I'm sure... There isn't might. one for Constantine. There isn't one, no? No, no. Uh, well, Sorry. I'm, I'm sure there's definitely not one for The Walking Dead. No, oh, no. <laughs> they keep that they don't thing do that. lock and key. Yeah, they don't do that No, they all. don't do that at all. No. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good return for the winter season yep. let's, let's hope it keeps us warm on monday nights throughout the rest yep. of january it was nice to have it back yes it's nice to be back from the hey, winter break it was nice to have nicole bahari back on my tv screen that's right and tom mison and matt barr and, and lindy greenwood and lindy greenwood and all of them yes. it gives me a nice warm fuzzy feeling even when it's cold outside all i have to say and is john noble better be back yeah, he's going to be back. And it's nice to talk to you again, Jamie. Yes, it is. Reunited and it, and it feels, feels so good. good. 
My voice is not good tonight because I've been drinking lots of coffee. So lots of acid in my throat. Yeah. And it's nice to be back with you guys, the yes, listeners. It is. It's nice home. to hear from our uh, fans of the podcast to get the feedback. Mm-hmm. So please send us in the feedback. Talk to us. And we're going to talk more Sleepy Hollow in a couple of weeks. Yep. So we'll be back in two weeks. Two and two. That's my impression of. By the time they hit us, it'll be more like a week and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Bye, guys.